Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 431 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker. Joining me, as always, big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. It's getting getting warmer outside. It is. It is getting warmer outside. I know uh, that's not a friend of Big Bane. Nope. You know what? Uh, the only positive about it being, you know... Damn near 100 degrees outside is uh, I generally drop about 10 to 15 pounds in the summer without like exercise. You yeah, know what just, I mean? just water weight. Just just shedding the bullshit. You know what I mean? That's that's what I do in the summertime. I mean, I gain it right back because of the holidays, uh, which I cannot wait for. I am super excited for sweater weather again, even though we just got out of it. See, that's amazing to me that you love the cold as much as you do. The cold oh, just sucks. Nope. Nope. I... I, cause here's the thing, you know, you don't, you, you don't have to like damn near strip down to your underoos in, in the winter time. Uh, you don't chafe in areas, you know, where chafing just sucks. I mean, and, and you don't have to deal with bugs in the winter time. Um, True. you don't have to deal with idiots next door doing projects really loud at seven o'clock in the morning. Or people mowing their yard at seven o'clock in the morning, uh, which I know you don't personally don't have to worry about that because <laughs> my neighbors don't ever mow. No, but, but um, there's so there's so many reasons. Like I, it's glamorized because that's vacation season. That's you well, know, sure, and that's why that's I like pool it. season. But yeah. dude, there are so many other reasons to just hate the summer. Well, I think it's because, you know, the summer that you think like Memorial Day, you think Fourth of July. And I hate those holidays. Why? They're the best. They are not the best. Cookouts, bro. You, I dude. can I, dude, I can grill. Why why don't we grill in the wintertime? I do grill in the wintertime. It's winter time. too damn hot to grill in the summertime. That's the perfect season. No, it is too damn hot. Like it is already a hundred degrees outside. You're gonna stand next to an open flame. My God. Get a fan going. My dad's got a fan on his on his porch. Oh, it's great. You know when you don't need a fan? When it's 20 degrees outside, Breaker. Yeah, but then you're out there freezing. Like No one likes to be cold. You're nice and toasty right by the grill. Oh, and that's not the same. See, I but you you work in the elements like I do. So yeah. I, that's why it gets me that you don't like the yeah, summertime. Like, again, because, because when I'm outside in 20-degree weather, I can have on an undershirt, my work shirt, a hoodie, a coat on top of the hoodie. Guess what? Like in the summertime, That's I so still uncomfortable to me. I but in the summertime, I still have to have a work shirt on, and it is like sticky, and oh, yeah. it, and I can't hardly move. My mobility goes down way down because it is like just drenched in sweat, dry fit, and then we were not allowed underneath. Well, but the the shirt still gets soaked. It's a lot better. But, well, and I'm telling you from experience because that's what I do. But, I have to wear FR. So, and then on occasions when it rains in the summertime, when it's like 90 degrees and it's raining, you can't put a rain jacket on because you're just going to sweat to death underneath it. So you're going to get wet either way. True. 
And so it's just it's just miserable. The summertime is just miserable. Yeah, but there's so much more fun in the summer. Wintertime, you're stuck in the house. Like, but see, I'm not a pool guy. Like, I'm I'm, I'm not like a swimmer. Well, I'm not a pool guy either. But it's like I love amusement parks. We're going to one in June. I'm super stoked about that. Like, you can't be riding roller coasters in negative twenty degree weather. Like that ain't gonna sure, work. I, but I don't really ride roller coasters anyway. Like I'm not a roller Dude, coaster miss, guy. You're missing out. Dude, I found an Instagram page called like. Somebody died on a roller coaster that I rode when I was a teenager. What one was it? The Mr. Freeze. Somebody recently died on that. Are you it's sure? Six Flags. Which one? Over Texas? Over Texas. Really? Mm-hmm. I have not heard that. Um, either died or got severely injured. I don't know what happened there. No, that's um, crazy. But yeah, and like, but there's, dude, I like, I. But I mean, like, statistically, there's more likely a chance of dying in a car wreck than that. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean. And we use cars every day. I just. Yeah, but we, we're we're forced to do that. Like we're not forced to get on a roller coaster. Like I don't need True. that. I don't. I don't need that adrenaline boost. Dude, you know, I love it. I'm safe on the teacups. You know what I mean? Let me on their log ride. Actually, I don't like the log ride either. Last time I rode a log ride, I had a freaking. Uh, I had my mouth open on the way down that nasty ass <laughs> black water. <laughs> that nasty ass black you water like old gulp? dude it came in my mouth this is this is how shitty my experiences have been in amusing parts oh my that god black nasty ass water came in my mouth and then <laughs> that's a terrible way to phrase that <laughs> if we still had drops yeah, it came in my mouth uh, earmuffs and then, kids and, earmuffs. yeah and and then it made my um uh what's the word for it it inflamed my teeth and I had to get them removed. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like it was just horrible. And like, I, I, I actually like thought like, I wonder if I should sue frontier city for that. <laughs> but like, I mean, I feel like there's no way to prove it, but it happened like a week after that experience. Like they just like got crazy inflamed and to the point where I couldn't even take it. Wow. Yeah. So I had to go get them removed. I kind of remember you saying like you had some major dental work done mm-hmm. and like you were in super pain. I do remember that. Yeah. Now. And I, I didn't realize it was, it was like with that water. It was like three of them on the left side on the bottom that like got infected. Oh, geez. Yeah. From that water. Are they just missing teeth now? Yep. Yep. Oh. Yep. So I, I can't really chew on that side because there's nothing to, nothing, nothing to chew. <laughs> nothing to chew. Yeah. Weird, man. That's yeah. quite a story. So I, I just don't like, I have a lot of reasons to not like the summertime. Apparently, man, yeah. we have much different experiences. Yeah. Of course, I will say this. I don't like mowing my yard, and I have to do that in the summertime. Yeah, mowing sucks. Yeah, mowing is uh, awful. It's not, not my favorite thing. And my, like, my backyard is about twice the size of yours, mm-hmm. and it like I have a riding lawnmower, and it still is a pain in the ass. It's not so much the mowing that sucks. It's like the using the weed eater to like cut the edges down. Oh, sure. That's the part that takes about 45 minutes to an hour to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. It's just, it's just atrocious. It is. Yeah. But I still like summertime. I don't care what Bane says. Um, but I don't like sweating. So I guess there is that, but I, you know, here's another thing, dude, my gas bill in the winter time is so much more expensive because of heating my house. Yeah. But how much more is your electric bill in the Not summertime? 30 bucks. Huh? 30 bucks, 30 bucks for your electric bill, 30 bucks more than it would be in the winter. Oh, Dude, mine goes up by like a hundred. No, see, mine goes up like thirty dollars. Like, actually, no. Like, mine went up about a hundred and fifty last year. Like, the highest bill I paid was three hundred in the summer. Holy hell! For yeah. electric? Yeah. So, like, my house is so old, the insulation is like dog shit. Oh yeah. And so it just, yeah, it's terrible. So, like, I paid like about my electric bill is like seventy in the summer i wish yeah i wish yeah it was about 300 and um my house ain't too much bigger than yours either Mm -mm. and so it's yeah 300 and then even in the winter time i pay about 130 usually damn that's a lot see the winter time i pay like 40 and it could also be because i'm in the county and you're in city limits could be i don't know i don't know how that works i don't i don't even know how they measure it like but i also know you pay a shit ton more for water probably yeah well, my water bill is not that expensive, though. No, but mine, like, I th- I think from what I understand, like, because uh, you have your, like, uh, trash right. tacked onto it, too. Yeah. But, like, we've we've calculated it's, like, apparently, like, your guys' water is way more expensive than what it is in the county. Yeah, what is yours, if you don't mind me asking? It's like, 40 bucks. Oh, okay, so mine's, bucks? like, 70. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit more. Yeah. So, I guess it all kind of evens out in the end. Yeah, a little bit. All right, we got some uh, we got some wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's turn that back up and do it. 
Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, I didn't make this a topic, but uh, did you see Cody Rhodes on the Broken Skull Sessions yet? I haven't watched it. Uh, I'll tell you what I did watch, though, was that Austin 316 moment. The, just uh, this morning, I was watching King of the Ring. Oh, yeah. And that happened to be like the one where he uh, he started the whole thing. Yeah, the promo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Austin's had a lot of good moments. I mean, sure I think has. as far as moments in pro wrestling, there's probably no one that's had more. Yeah. And, and like on a weekly basis, just always knocking it out of the park. But yeah, it was a good it was a good interview. Was it? He didn't he obviously didn't bury AEW. Yeah. Which I didn't expect him to or really totally throw any shade as to why he left, but I think it was simply because he felt like it was time. Like that was what I got out of it. Like he yeah. probably just thought it was it was time. And speaking of that, uh Stu Grayson has left AEW. We kind of talked last week about Jack Evans and uh, Joey Janela mm-hmm. and um, Marco Stunt all like basically not renewing their contracts. Thing was Stu Grayson. I guess they couldn't come to terms, and uh, he is no longer affiliated with AEW. So that kind of obviously he was a member of the Dark Order. They kind of showed up with a lot of hoopla as far as like how they debuted the lights out the whole deal. Yep. And um, I remember thinking that that was a weird debut because it's like no one knows who they are. Yeah, no one knew who they were. Yeah. And so, especially on like the main stage, like independently, people probably knew, but not on a main stage. And so, now he's gone. I don't know. Do you think like WWE is going to swoop him up? I don't think they will. They may, because I don't think he's a bad worker. But it's not like he's, you know, top free agent or anything. I don't think he's top free agent. Um, but I, I mean, you know, we've talked in the ba- in the past about, or I've talked in the past about. WB picking a mid card guy and turning him into a top draw. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Stu Grayson's that guy, but right. like maybe they see something in him. Maybe they want to pick him up. I don't know. I mean, could they pull a Jericho out of the hat and make this guy a huge name? I don't know. But like, I mean, I could see them hiring him, but I don't think his run there will be better. Yeah. That's the, that's what I, I mean, I could be wrong. But I, heard, I, I watched a video of him kind of talking about it was it was him talking to Adam Page and I didn't realize he wasn't American. Like until yeah, he's Canadian. It, until he started talking. I was like, what the hell is that accent? Like I was not expecting that. Yeah, I think him and Evil Uno are both from Are they? Like Montreal, okay. if I remember right. Because they're buddies with Kevin Owens. Yeah. And um they were like the Super Smash Brothers, I believe. Yep. Back in the indie in the indie scene. Well, because he used to be Evil Uno used to be player one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope the best for him, but it's just kind of like one of those things. Like, well, damn. Yeah. I guess he's gone. You know, and I feel like that might be kind of a trend we start seeing with AEW talent. Some of them not staying past that initial contract. I don't know. Well, I think I think for Tony Khan's sake, he's going to have to. You know, there's going to be some guys that just aren't going to, you know, be able to stick around because yeah. you know now you're, you know, got some of these bigger name talent in there. You're going to have to let some of these lower card guys go. Right. You know, and you got so many talents to try mm-hmm. to feature, and so, you're still bringing guys in. Yeah, someone actually tweeted. I don't think it's accurate that Jeff Hardy was already upset and trying to leave because he's been doing a lot of yeah eight man tags on I've, Dark and Elevation. I'm like, I don't think that that's accurate. I think I think Matt Hardy even retweeted that. Like, uh, no, everything's good. Here's my thing. I don't think that that's a bad thing, and here's why I say that. I know when I was in New Japan when we did our tag league. The second, well, the only time I was there, but it was the second tag league I did because I did one for Noah. But when we did the tag league, like one night is a tag league match, yeah, which is you know ten to 12, 15 minutes, but it's hard hitting and you know mm-hmm. all out. The next night's a eight or ten man tag, yeah, six to eight minutes, and it's they always call it like your greatest hits. You come in, hit a couple things, and yeah, quick and easy. That's the idea is to give your body a rest, sure. not go all out every night. I think that's what they're doing here. They're not putting their guys in big things every night. They're keeping them there and making them regular without... And I don't think Jeff Hardy's the type to be like, hey, man, what's going on? Dude, I think he's kind of in the twilight of his career. Sure. like He's He's like in his mid-40s. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that went balls to the wall when he was in his prime. Sure he did. So, I mean, I, I 
feel like he's probably ready to wind down a little bit. He still wants to do it, but just not go as hard as he used to. So if he's like, hey, all I have to do is hit the swanton tonight, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sure he's fine with but that. He, but he just had, uh, on Dynamite, just had that Owen Hart Cup match. Yeah. And he won, so he's going to move on in that. So I think he's doing just fine in, in AEW. I agree. And th- I think it's weird how people throw that out there because they don't really know the inner workings of the business. It's like, yeah. A guy like Jeff Hardy is a made man anywhere he goes. Yeah. Ever. He doesn't need to be wrestling every week. I just I I, I think fans are just kind of dumb sometimes. It's oh, like it, yeah. if if somebody takes a loss all of a sudden they're buried. It's like, no, they're not. Like just a loss. It's not a big deal. Like I was saying last week, I think Kenta might get involved in the uh, title match at double or nothing to yeah. set up the main event. And if that's the case, I guarantee you Punk is either pitching that or all in on that. Yeah. Because that's a good story. Yeah. He's not a guy like, well, I want to be a champion. You know, it's not right. like it's not like what people think. It's not about that. Right. You know, the the belt means a heavier bag. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's what people sometimes don't understand. Yeah. So uh yeah, but as far as Stu Grayson, you know, hopefully he lands somewhere. There's plenty of places to go. So I'm sure and now he's got, you know, that AEW attached to his name. So like yeah. he can probably ask for a little bit more anytime he gets booked. Absolutely. Uh, NXT made some releases this week. Um, because of course they did. Well, yeah, I know. It feels like it's always, it's like every week, right? <laughs> yeah. Dexter Loomis was kind of the one that really made me think like, wow, really him? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Like what? I, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know why they're doing that. You know, I mean, unless they're literally just trying to get rid of all the indie talent that they have. I, I have heard they're starting to, well, Parker Bordeaux was one of them. And he came in with a ton of hype. Well, yeah, because everybody thought he was like the next Brock Lesnar or whatever because he kind of looked like him, you know. So, so I had heard this, and what's funny is I heard this when I was there, but they said uh, they're going to start doing 90-day evaluations. So if you're not better in 90 days, they're going to let you go. Mm. Now, here's the weird thing about that. If you're brand new to the business, in 90 days where they expect you to be at. Right. Decent with your fundamentals probably. Yeah. If you're like a 10-year pro, they want you to be better than like – by what stretch? Right. You know, like, be a better in-ring worker, be better at promo. Like, you know what I mean? There's weird things. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the the route they're going or not. But apparently that was the rumor. Parker, Parker Bordeaux, that's a hard name to say, was not improving like they thought. And so they let him go. I feel like that was like, he's a guy that was like a WWE sure thing, right? Well, and also, too, I mean... I I could be wrong, but I thought he was pulled straight out of college to WWE. I think he was, or like, pretty close. He wasn't. I don't think he, he was, was a prodigy. A, yeah, he wasn't an indie star. I mean, nothing like that. So like, he was a day one WWE guy, and so it's weird that they wouldn't have given him more time. Well, it'd be kind of like if, uh, except they won't do this, but if all of a sudden they release, um, what's that Olympic medalist? Gable Stevenson. Yes. Yeah. Because. Based on how he was at WrestleMania, that dude ain't getting it. No. Not at all. And he's he been definitely there. ain't Kurt Angle. No, and he's been there for how long now? Yeah, I mean at least a year. At least a year. And yeah. so you assume they're trying to fast track and get get him ready. Hey, mm-hmm. WrestleMania is your big debut. Go out there and suplex a guy and he looked completely clueless as to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like I will say this, I haven't heard a damn word about that guy since WrestleMania though. Because I think they realize like, ugh, yeah, this is not good. Yeah. But I think at the same time I had heard um when Vince signed Ultimo Dragon um, in like 03, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Ultimo fan. Me too. Loved him in WCW. He did not fit WWE, though. He didn't, but Vince thought he was getting another Rey Mysterio. Ah. Masked cruiserweight. And Dragon's not really that way. No. But he is so fun to watch. Yes. Loved his gear. Uh-huh. I loved the kicks and the headstand in the corner, all the cool stuff he did. He was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Oh, dude, he was awesome. He was like one of those guys in WCW. Like the first time I saw him was with the the eight belts. Yep. Like, dude, this is awesome. Yep. Like this guy is so cool. But Vince was like, he's not Rey Mysterio. <laughs> like he's kind of like Rey Mysterio. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. Rey's dynamic. He does all these cool moves. This guy trips on his cape. You know? yeah. So I could see that being the case with the Gable Stevenson where it's like Olympic gold medalist. He's the next Kurt Angle. No, this guy's not. Right. Pretty obviously he's not. So I don't know. The NXT releases are definitely disappointing, but you know, it does give opportunity elsewhere. So well and also too, Dakota Kai was another big name. Yeah. Well released. apparently she asked for her release. He, okay, yeah. As did that uh Candace LeRae. Candace LeRae, I guess, contract expired. Yeah, okay. Um, but then there's that manager, Stokely Hathaway. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And apparently he had also asked for his release. I love that guy. I'll, very, very entertaining. Whatever show he's on, I'll watch. Yeah, he used to. I remember when he was in Ring of Honor, he was Moose's manager. Was he? I thought he was great in that. Um, and you could tell Moose was inexperienced, but like had raw talent. Yeah. He just hadn't figured it out yet. And having like a, a smaller manager like that, I think definitely helped him. A- absolutely. Uh, they announced Clash at the Castle, UK pay-per-view. We haven't had one of these since 92 SummerSlam. Well, they've done like those rebellions and yeah. insurrections, those pay-per-views, but they were never aired in the U.S. They did come out on like DVD and VHS. Um, I actually always remember liking getting those on DVD because it's like it's never before seen. Right. Even though they weren't like the best. Yeah. They weren't like the amazing pay-per-views, but they were like, ooh, it's an exclusive. Right. Clash of the Castle, cool name though. I love that name. I love the look of the logo. Um, this is one that if they did that every year, I'd be totally cool with. Oh yeah, I think it's weird to me that they haven't done this yet, considering they've done Japan, yeah, Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't think it's a bad idea to do a matinee pay per view time. No, not in today's day and age, because now you can watch it on replay whenever you want. Yep, but it's. If you want to watch it at, you know, whatever time, 8 a.m. or whatever, it's there. And if you want to watch it live, guess what? That still frees up your whole evening. Exactly. And I love that. I think it's a cool idea. So Me too. I'm excited for it. Do you think we'll see Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury? That's what the heavy rumor is. Uh, Yeah, but that would do nothing for me. No, I agree. But uh, (laughs) I... I got nothing against Tyson Fury. I think he's charismatic AF, but like in the ring, I don't give a shit. He did that once. He he worked Strowman. Yeah. I just remember thinking, like, oh, I don't care. It's bad. It's bad, yeah. yeah. Granted, I think Drew would be a better match for yeah. him. Strowman was not the guy to carry that. But, no. um, yeah, I agree. But I think it's – they've been teasing this for a while, and then all the COVID stuff happened, but I think they could probably pull it off now. So yeah. it would be interesting. Hell, yeah. Ryback, once again, proves he is a total sex shit. Dude, at this point, I feel like he has to be saying shit just to get attention. Oh, 100%. He's like the anti-Buff Bagwell. Yeah, because he's not, like, there's no way somebody is actually this big of a piece of shit. Like, I I don't believe in my heart of hearts that somebody out there really thinks the way that he says he thinks. Because that's just, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm at a loss for words of how big of a piece of shit that guy is. For somebody who said, like, like the power of positive thinking and shit like that all during his WWE run. Like what a crock of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, he's making his own dark side of the ring. Yes. So if anyone doesn't know, he basically tweeted out something about Vince and, you know, had to watch his mother get called beat. his mom a whore. And said she, he had to watch his mom get beat. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's true or not. I don't either, but it's like one of those. And I, I do know I had heard that, Vince did have a revolving door stepdad situation in his youth because mm-hmm. he wasn't as close to his dad, Vince McMahon senior. Mm-hmm. People probably don't know that. I think that's kind of more tight lipped, but that that's what I had heard. So there probably was some truth to what he's saying, but my God, man, why do you say that? I, I feel like it's like, if you're on the, like the last day of your job yeah, and you and your boss don't like each other, yeah, you shake his hands like, Hey, thanks. Appreciate everything. Yep. Good to see you. If you ever want to come back, come on back. By the way, I think you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't say that, right? Yeah. You wouldn't. Not if you ever want to come back to work. Well, if you want to possibly keep that bridge alive, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's just such a weird thing to do. Here's where Ryback is fucking himself, though. Because somebody like Tony Khan is seeing that as well. And, and is like, I don't see Tony Khan ever hiring him. No, but Tony Khan is seeing that and thinking like, my God. Right. You know, if I not on my worst day, will I hire that guy? If I didn't, if I was thinking no before, it's a hell no now. Exactly. But not only that, that's AEW. What about NWA? They're probably like, nope. Yeah. MLW. I don't think so. I think even CYN would be like, sorry, guy, (laughs) you know, control your narrative elsewhere. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, because he's also put up those polls. What should I do? And like the majority, like 80% is like retire. Retire. Yeah. Like, man, what? What happened? Like this guy was when he was in WWE. I loved the guy. I thought he was like he, he was wasn't that great in the ring, but I thought he was funny. He like, had cool gear. He had cool gear, but like the whole uh, concept of um, uh, some about stealing the pre-show or whatever pre-show stealer or something like that. Yeah, like I always thought that pre-show whole stopper. Pre-show stopper. I thought that shit was funny. Yeah, you know, because it was like he was taking a stab at you know the fact that he never got on the main card. Like, I thought that stuff was funny, but, like... But you know when you put stuff out there like that, 
opposite and looking at you like, oh, exactly. we need to put him on the main show. Right, now. of course. But, like, you know, I mean, that to me was at least entertaining. Well, I remember um, a couple of guys. Tyler Rex was the main one. I think they did a thing called the Mid-Card Mafia. Yeah. And they made, like, an internet thing, and they got some heat for that. Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, you're basically poking fun at the fact that you're not featured. Yeah. And they're not going to like that. It looks like you're focusing more on that than, like, trying to better yourself. So. Right. Figure out a way to get featured. It's just that weird. You're not a top guy, so you can't complain. Yeah. Because we're not going to listen to it. We can get someone else. Right. Diamond doesn't to do this spot. So anyway, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a really weird thing. Like what goes through his mind? Like part of me thinks like this dude's having a breakdown. Yeah. You know, like yeah. big time. Yeah. And I, I think that's the, you know. Cody Rhodes mentioned, I guess he, he mentioned because they, they actually on the Broken Skull sessions, I do recommend it because they kind of talked about. Oh, I'm going to watch it. I just have. I mean, they literally go from his debut all the way through everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, dashing Cody Rhodes, Stardust, it, like the the mask, Cody yep. Rhodes, everything. And um, he even mentioned they even talk about all in. Yeah. And um, he's like, yeah, I. Uh, I was at the gym full of pre-workout. He said, that's when I tweet my best and worst stuff. <laughs> and I thought that was a funny analogy because I'm like, yeah, that's so true because it's so easy in the wrong frame of mind to tweet some stupid shit. Oh, yeah. But, and I think Ryback was a real big tweet and delete guy for a long time. Yeah. I think it's just him getting his name out there at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just, I've. But nobody wants to see him. Well, I don't, I'll be honest. Like there was part of me that kind of, Doug, what he was doing mm-hmm. back in the day, but I was never a huge fan. Yeah. Cause I just thought the dude's not Goldberg. I'm sorry. No, I know no. you're being compared to that, but sure. You're not, yeah. You're not, you're not ready for the spot you're in. Yeah. I see. Kind of got boosted up to that main event. He spot really did really quick because Cena got hurt yep. and he kind of filled the gap and, and good on him for doing that, taking advantage of an, of an opportunity, but he wasn't there and yep. he really proved that he wasn't there. Yeah. And then from that point on, like he was kind of featured and was like intercontinental champion, but he never really, he never really got around to that level again. And now I think it's, it's now, now it's becoming sad Oh yeah, because he debuted as Ryback in 2012. That was a decade ago. Yeah. I mean, this is to me like 2003 Damien Demento trying to get over on the internet. It's like, Whoa, dude, like I ain't having it anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Granted Ryback had a little bit better of a run, but not a great one. What was, no. he, what was there four or five years probably as Ryback? Maybe, yeah. I, and and I had heard a big reason why he left is what he was asking for, which was just astronomical money, mm-hmm. astronomical perks. I don't know if he's just got this feeling that he was a much bigger deal than he was. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I I I can't answer that. I I feel like he's probably one of those guys that knows what he wants and demands what he wants yeah. and just, and, and I am basing a lot of that on a promoter. I know that tried to book him. Yeah. The, the, the requests he had not request the demands. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, it, holy shit. And I think, I think he thinks he's worth more than what he is. Sure. And I think he probably still thinks that. And I understand like you have, it's kind of an old indie wrestling trick. It's not as probably a, a secret, but if you want, X amount, you ask for a little bit more. Yep. Hoping, hey, if you get it, you get it. If not, maybe you'll get at least what you're hoping for. Yeah. And so maybe him asking for all first class flights and five star hotels and all this and that. Yeah. Maybe he'll get it, and but maybe they'll settle on something less. But when you're where you're at on the card and you demand that, they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not even negotiating this. You're out of here, pal. Right. It's just not a good look at all. So I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell's going on with the guy, but. He's nuts. He's definitely he's definitely odd. Um, definitely odd. Roderick Strong also made some news. Apparently, asked for his NXT release. Good on him. You think? I uh, think. He'll, I guess they haven't given it to him yet. I don't know if they will. I don't. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. I think a lot of these people are just recognizing that their time is up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what time I mean? to go. It's time to go elsewhere. Yeah, because WWE is definitely going in a different direction with NXT, uh, and. I think it's probably just time for him to get, you know. They did mention on Broken Skull Sessions that, uh, you know, that list Cody Rhodes had? Yeah. Only one he didn't check off was Roderick Strong. Yeah. Because he had just signed with NXT mm-hmm. when Cody left. And now and now Roderick's trying to leave. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, well, they could 
they could somehow pull that off maybe and make it a story. Yeah. Give Roderick a, you know, a way out. I don't know if that's really WWE style to give them like a grandiose exit like that, but no. um, it could happen. But I mean, I, I feel like Cody's got a little bit of leeway, you know what it I does. mean? Like, so if, if he's like, Hey, at least give me Roderick before he leaves. Sure. You know? Sure. Well, cause here's the thing. If they don't release him, he's just not going to resign. Exactly. And I don't know how many years he has left, but I don't either. Probably less than three. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Freddie Prince jr. Made some headway. Um, of course, He's got his new podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, which I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it. It's very, very entertaining. He has guests sometimes. I know he's had Xavier Woods on mm-hmm. and some others. And then he does he sometimes just tells stories about being a writer, getting into wrestling. It's a very entertaining show. But he announced he's wanting to start his own wrestling company. Mm-hmm. He's wanting to do reality-based storylines. He's wanting it to be under SAG guidelines, so Screen Actors Guild, so they'll actually get paid insurance and benefits. Oh, hell and, yeah. And retirement. Um Apparently he's got enough money for a three year startup. Yeah. He's working on a permanent building. Sounds good, but we've heard this before and that was called Lucha underground and that didn't yes. work out so well. Um, I, you know, the thing, the thing with Lucha underground, that of course wasn't based in reality. No, I, I will say this until I'm blue in the face. It was incredible until the very last season. And then it just went off the rails. Yeah. Um, but it is such a cool show, man. Like the fact that they were able to like, what the benefits of a show like that though, is you can actually kill people off Yeah, and it's not like they're injured. It's not like they just didn't resign. It's like, you can actually end the story with those guys by killing them off. And yeah. it's like, that's cool. I couldn't get into it. I tried to watch it when it went hit to Netflix and stuff. I just could not get into it. The first, the first season, it, it did, does take a little bit to kind of kick off. Yeah. Um, but like, I think it really hit its stride by the third season. And then, I thought you said this one went off the rails, though. No, the fifth season. Oh, that's how long it went? Yeah, it went five seasons, I think. Maybe it only went four. Um, It was either four or five. But um, the third season is, like, probably the best season of it. Okay. Well, and I mean, I don't know. I don't plan to watch it at any point. But this kind of, when he was talking about it, it's kind of what it reminded me of. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, could be okay. But is starting another promotion a good time right now? I don't know. But I'll be honest. I, I kind of hope. I kind of hope he does because I think it would be. I think it would be cool to see see what he can pull off. Being that he's worked in Hollywood. I mean, he's a well known actor. His wife is a well known actor. So who knows what he could pull off here? Yeah, who knows? Uh, by the way, Lucha Underground went for four seasons. So the fourth season was the bad one. Fourth season is when it went off the rails. Uh, but I I think done right and Freddie Prince Jr. I feel like he's got experience as a writer too. Yes, and he knows if he's trying to make it more cinematic. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's got experience there too. Sure. I think this could potentially be pretty damn cool if he does it right. So he's the one that he was actually very responsible. He said, according to him and I, and he didn't seem like he's lying because he's also very on his podcast. He's very open to when like people didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Like triple H does not like him. And really, and the reason was, is because he was the guy that got, Jeff Hardy, the title back in like Oh eight. Oh, okay. And, uh, Freddie Prince was Freddie Prince was oh, according yeah. to his podcast. And he said, I guess it came down to a meeting and triple H is like, are we really going to trust this guy as many times as he's messed up on drugs and stuff. And Freddie Prince more or less convinced Vince. And that was the, and so he said, everyone stepped out. They had a, a brief meeting and triple H walked out and wouldn't even look at him. And then they went with Freddie's idea. So obviously that pissed who, him off. Who was the champion at the time? I think it was Edge, okay. but they did a triple threat with Edge, Triple H, and Jeff Hardy. So just Hunter wanted the title back or something. I don't think it's he did. I don't think he wanted Jeff to have it because okay. I think he didn't trust Jeff as like because he he was struggling with addiction at that point. Sure, I get it. And um, he'd been suspended. He gotten they just rehired him, and he'd already had two failed tests. <laughs> so it's like it's not. I mean, it's already two suspensions. That's already like a really. Yeah, I get Triple H's apprehension. I, yeah, I do too. But Jeff Hardy was so over; it was kind of hard not to do that. Yeah, so that's kind of what he was talking about. And there was a couple of other ideas that he kind of came up with. I thought, like, oh wow, I didn't know he had anything to do with that. But that's really cool. And he yeah. kind of worked with them on acting classes and and things like that. So I'll be honest; whatever he does, I want to support because I I think it's a cool idea. I at least want to check it out for yeah. sure. Definitely, we got a little bit of a uh, movie and TV talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break of and Bait at the Movies, yeah. This is Break of and Bait at the Movies, yeah. 
All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now, Big Underscore Bane. We, uh, I guess we were sadly misinformed. Apparently, Vice did not cancel Dark Side of the Ring. Mm -hmm. And they they tweeted out, hey, a lot of rumors are going around, but we're very much behind this. And we are, um, you know, on board for another season. They're well at work getting everything together. So I guess it's moving forward. Yeah. I don't know where the cancellation rumors began. I do know a lot of uh, talents, Jim Ross included, said they will not partake in anything else because they felt like they were misquoted in some of the episodes. Yeah. That does bother me. Oh, when, yeah, when me you, too. When you feel like... Well, you almost feel like you can't trust the show now. Right. You can't trust what they're going to say. Yeah. Or what you're going to say. Like Tommy Dreamer got suspended from Impact mm -hmm. because of comments he made. And again, we talked about that, I think, last week or the week before. I'm like, you know, I think with him, I don't think he realized, like, what all was said. I think he they're asking him about, well, what about Ric Flair doing the helicopter? And he's like, oh, come on, it's a joke. Right. He's not, They're not throwing out the sexual assault and stuff right. or potential sexual assault that may have taken place. But they placed the whole joke segment in with when the woman was they, freaking out. They very much led it to Tommy Dreamer being like, come on, it's yeah. no big deal. So I get... You're overreacting, lady. Right. Yeah. I, and then he's like, eh, someone's offended by my haircut. He's trying to make his own joke because, Rick, you know, what happened. So right. I don't think that's right. Um, so hopefully they don't do that again. I, I don't... I don't know. I don't... It's a weird thing to think like, yeah, don't like uh, put, you know, situations like that on TV when you don't have the yeah. full scoop. Uh, apparently, I'd also heard some of the... Uh, Darks or the uh, plane ride from hell episode had a lot of controversy because a lot of the stories occurred on a different flight, but they were doing really? so they were doing so many international flights that some of them got confused as to which one they were actually okay. talking about. Apparently, they because that rumor was Vince and Linda were on the plane. I'm like, how the hell is this happening with Vince and Linda on the plane? Well, that's kind of what I was wondering. They weren't. Yeah, okay. apparently not on this particular flight. So <clears throat> anyway, I don't I don't know. It's kind of a weird deal. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. But apparently Vice is also working on a territories show, kind of highlighting the different territories of wrestling. Nice. Which that might be kind of fun. I wonder how they're going to do Dark Side of the Ring, because I felt like most of the people who were involved at the time were like AEW guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, how are they going to do that now if most of them are not going to be involved? Like, who's left to be involved in that show? That's a good point. I mean, you always have Cornette and Ventruso. Well, I, yeah, I guess <laughs> but, you're right. But like, we're just going to tell stories from their perspective. Probably, you know, what I, I mean, mean like on, that's not entertaining to me. Right. I mean, the fact that they didn't have, I mean, cause Scott Hall has worked with them before. I know he's passed away since, mm -hmm. but they didn't have Dustin Rhodes, Scott Hall or flair telling their side of the story right. on that. So, I mean, like when you have like Mike Kyoto, it's like, okay, he might've been there. Probably yeah. Dan was probably there. Tommy yeah. dreamer was probably there, but like they weren't involved in the incidents directly. It kind of, right. I don't know. It's not a, it's not a good look. I don't think. Yeah. So uh, to me, like, though, you know, we've talked about the David Schultz episode. That episode's not as good without John Stossel. Mm -hmm. You have to have the guy who got slapped and Eddie Mansfield, the guy that kind of started it all with his comments on the show with Stossel yeah. before that. So you have to have all of that. Otherwise, it's not going to work, Yeah, in my opinion. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. All right, Big Underscore Bane, I want to throw something a little different at you this week. A uh, good friend of the show, Daniel Cross, um, found a Hasbro Series 1 Ultimate Warrior pretty cheap. He asked me if I wanted it. I did not have it, so I was like, yeah, I'll take it. He goes, well, I also got these. Do you want these? And uh, they were the three music, like heavy metal versions of the Ninja Turtles from Playmates back in the day. And I already had Raph, oddly enough, but he had the other three, which is very odd. But he got them pretty cheap. He said, yeah, I'll, I'll send them to you. And I was like, oh, what do you want for? And he goes, oh, just if you find that new superstar, it's Hollywood Hogan. We'll call it even. I was like, oh, sounds good. Of course, I haven't found that yet. But the reason I want to bring these up is <clears throat> these are pretty cool looking figures. Um, mm -hmm. Each of them kind of representing almost a different style of music. Uh, but really cool costumes and such. But man, as a kid, I was not into these at all. I only uh, wanted the regular either. turtles. Yep. And, and even as an adult, I still want the regular turtles. But like these right here would be cool as hell too. To me, like as a good, they're very good variants. 
yeah. know, they're really fun. But yeah, you want the regular turtles. That's like what's what everyone wanted. The regular villains, etc. But now that I see these, I'm like, man, these are really good. They are really good. Have you noticed that Mikey is a little out of scale of the other ones? Is he? Yeah. So take a take a look as I'm setting them up here. A little bit taller. He's a little bit bigger. Interesting. Than the other three. It's interesting. I wonder if he was a reprint from later on. Let me see. Maybe because I think sometimes they have the year printed on them, and I know they've reprinted this one a few times. So let's see. This is 1991, so... Yeah, so does this one. Hmm. You know, I never noticed really any scale issues with these guys, but... Uh, well, I, and I never paid attention with scale, you know, when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger. Of course, he's got the hat on. Maybe that's what they're adjusting for. Maybe, but it looks like even the head's bigger. The and, head's bigger, the hands are bigger. Uh, yeah. Now, you you told me you thought you had this rapping mic as a, as a kid. Yeah, so I... Feel like I had the wrapping mic and I, I think the the raft figure too because I feel like I remember those like the zebra print pants or whatever that he's got on very MC Hammer right yes so I don't know I can't say for a fact that I had the raft figure but I'm pretty positive I had that Mikey and I also had like a sailor Mikey too well they made a bunch of different ones and I remember I, I mentioned it before I had a sheriff Donatello mm -hmm. I remember like a, like a Western sheriff I remember getting that. For a birthday gift one year and it's like oh okay and um of course they i remember them i remember vividly seeing a uh astronaut Raphael. yep i, I don't know it just it was so weird as a kid because i had to go through all of them to try to find the regular turtles and those were just impossible i always felt like they were yeah well they really were i i think the one time i actually got regular ninja turtles that didn't have any kind of crazy gimmick was when they made those transformer turtles okay do you remember those the baby turtles started, and turning, yeah. yeah started out as those and they actually did something similar with the power rangers at one point where you could like it all with them all they did was flip their heads to where sure. you can get them unmasked or masked yeah uh, but the yeah. turtles actually transformed from the baby to the adult turtle those were called the automorphin power rangers yes. we actually covered those on tv toy cast and what was cool about them is like you said you could almost like if you're playing with them, it's like they're fighting as themselves, and then you could be like it's morphin time. Yeah, you know, Tyrannosaurus hit the button, and then the the helmet comes on, I guess. But yeah, yeah, those were definitely ahead of their time. Yeah, at that point, which I on those I had Tommy and uh, Jason. I had I had Tommy and I think I had Tommy Jason. I think I had the Blue Ranger too. Yeah, and then I had Lord Zed. I remember that. Okay. But I remember the villains were always so hard to find for some reason. Yeah. I mean, probably because the villains were cooler than the, the actual Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. I remember wanting the Nasty Knight because I thought that name was so cool. Yeah. Never could find him. See, I didn't even know that one existed. I Well, the reason I knew about that one is because I had a VHS tape. Because remember, they used to release VHS tapes with just one episode. Really? See, I don't is, remember that. Yeah, which is weird. But I always thought it came with like three or something like that. Th well, it might have been two. But this one was like, it was Zach... It was the main, like, because each episode kind of had, like, the main story focused around one mm -hmm. Power Ranger, and it was Zach's birthday, and no one remembered. Damn. So he was all sad, and uh, anyway, they end up fighting the Nasty Knight, and he was, like, this big, you know, knight-looking dude. Super cool-looking character. Right. And I was, and I remember seeing that figure on the back of the box, like, I really want that one. Yeah. Never could find it. Damn. The Power Rangers got to fight somebody, right? Well, absolutely. You can't just have the good guys. You know, I think that's why. And and another character, as far as the Turtles goes, that I never have was Shredder. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I was never able to find a Shredder. I got him later as like a garage sale. Mm -hmm. Him and Krang, but like it wasn't the same. You know, you want the, uh, you know, the cape, the whole deal. And sure. Shredder looked different as a toy than on the cartoon. Yeah. And I had, I, I did have a uh, Rat King. Okay, that's you know, a good as one. a kid, uh, I, I think he was the only bad guy I had as far as the turtles go, though. I had General Trag. Okay, which he was kind of gross looking. I feel like he was kind of the peg warmer. Mm -hmm. um, I had Mondo Gecko. I remember that. See, I don't think I ever had a Mon Mondo Gecko. I also had Ace Duck, which is kind of like a eh, whatever character. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, looking at these though, isn't it weird that Playmates doesn't re-release these type of guys? Yeah, a little weird. I, I I wonder if they feel like the demand isn't there though. But they, I mean, because you you know we saw like the crossover between Ghostbusters and WWE, they kind of set on the shelves. Yeah, but those weren't like great figures though. I mean, as far as scale, and they were more modeled after the 2012 cartoon. The scale was definitely 
strange. It was yeah. a strange scale because it was like, what it was like eight inches or something like that. Right. They're not compatible with WWE or Turtles. Right. So it was it was kind of a weird scale. But like it, I don't know. I I think if they were to do stuff like this, it would be fun. But I just wonder if because those failed, they don't think there's a their market. Well, the reason I I think it's weird is because Super Seven's doing great with them. And there's are high end. Are they doing the weird gimmicks now? They're starting to. They actually that punker Donatello's in their next wave. Okay. And uh, there's now that they've done the four regular turtles, they're starting to dive into some. Like they did a samurai Leonardo. Okay. They did a like a sewer skateboard in Michelangelo, and I know punker Donatello's coming out. I still want the Frankenraff. I don't know if that's has that been released yet. It has. Okay. But it's. No, Travis hasn't found one either. They're very hard to find. If I find that's something I do want. So if I ever stumble across it, I'll buy it. Yeah. That, and that one, that's a really fun idea. Absolutely. You know, and I, but you know, they actually released universal monster crossover playmates figures back in the day. Did they really? They did. And they were kind of expensive now, but it, where again, I'm like, man, I feel like there, if there's a demand there for NECA to do it, there's a demand for you guys to do it. Absolutely. And I would much rather pay 1299 or 1499 than sure. 50. Sure. So, Playmates has re-released the turtle van and they've done the regular four turtles recently, but it's weird to me that they're not doing more stuff like this. Cause I feel like there's a demand for it. Re-releasing your own stuff instead of letting super seven or NECA make the money. Why aren't they making the money? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I completely agree. I don't really understand why they wouldn't do it. I don't know. I just think these are fun and yeah, it's, it's a different type of <clears throat> collectible, but it's a, it's a fun one. Absolutely, it is. So we'll we'll see what happens. Well, we are officially out of tournament action because the '90s Tell War is over. Yes, and you had uh, you had said you had a suggestion for a new tournament being um, uh, the worst MCU movies. Yes, I feel like it's going to be hard to fill eight in though. Well, I mean, you'll just have to throw in some that are just like not bad. You know, but I mean, we can also do something different. I just might have to think of, think on it a little bit. Okay, well, like, did you want to choose the eight movies? Because it's gonna be hard for me to choose four. Because you just love them all. I do. They're great. <laughs> it's one of the best movie series of our generation. No, and I think that's what's fun about it is like you're gonna have to put some in there that you that you do like, but maybe weren't that good critic wise. Okay, let's see. To me, because you said you liked uh, uh, Iron Man two. Right, I no, I didn't. I think it's fine. Yeah, because it builds. It, see, to me though, I, I think the movies that help build the story add a, an element to it. Because, but like, see, like me, like I like all the DC movies that have come out for the most part. I mean, there's a couple of them that were stinkers, but like, it would be hard for me to put those on a worst DC movie of all time. But I know for the most part, like critic wise, a lot of them got shat on. See, and to me, and you might find this odd, I'm a bigger DC comic fan than movie fan. No, I don't find that odd. Because I think their comics are fantastic. And I think that's why I'm so critical of them. It's like, damn, look at all the source material you have. Right. Why aren't you making a live action Batman under the Red Hood? That's a damn good that's a damn good story. Yeah. Instead you're doing this Martha bullshit. Like yeah. what the hell is that? I so that's where I I get at, irritated because I feel like Marvel what they realize is like we can connect all these and kind of pull people into everything mm -hmm. because there's those little Easter eggs and those little things here and there that pull people into this whole story. One I would put on the list for sure would be Captain Marvel. Wasn't a huge fan. It was okay. It definitely helped bridge some gaps there. Yep. But it, to me, it, overall as a movie, wasn't my favorite. Yep. So I could see, but again, it those little Easter eggs here and there, it makes it. Like it helps complete the whole series. Sure. But I mean, I, I, I feel like that would be that that could also be said with like the Thor movies as well. Sure. Absolutely. You know, and I think, I think those except for Ragnarok are kind of dog shit. No, right. And and I, again, I'm not a big Thor fan. I can't yeah. even hardly read his comics. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you're almost reading Greek mythology at that point. Right. So if, if you want to do, we can each nominate four films. I'll start with Captain Marvel. Cause that's one of my least favorites. Okay. Um, what would you uh, like to put in the first spot there? Um, I'll go with Thor. Thor, the original, just Thor yep. one. Yep. Okay, so for my second choice, I'm gonna go with my other least favorite Marvel MCU movie, which is ironic because I'm about to see the sequel, Doctor Strange. Okay. 
and again, I didn't hate the movie, just didn't feel like it was as good. It didn't. He worked better to me as a mid-level character than his own movie. Yeah. Although I think this one's going to be good, but you know, yeah, we'll see. I'm going to go with uh, Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two. Interesting. All right, so now we're kind of getting tough because it's like, gosh, dang, there's so many, um, so many bad ones. No, there's so many good <laughs> ones. It's hard to find a. It's hard to find one that fits. Well, I know you mentioned Eternals. Okay, that one's horrible. Yes, I, I've never seen it, so I can't really judge. I just know I I do know it's got a horrible review. Yeah, it's not fun at all. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with uh, Age of Ultron. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I did not like that movie. Really, I thought that one was great. Introduced us to the Scarlet Witch and everything. Uh, let's see. So phase two is Iron Man 3. I'll do Thor The Dark World. How about that? Is that the second one? That is. Man, two Thor movies. So where are we at now? So. We got six. We have seven. We have Captain Marvel, Thor, Doctor Strange, Iron Man 2, The Eternals, The Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor The Dark World. See, and I feel like this might be weird because people are kind of probably vote on the one they like more. <laughs> Seriously, though, yeah, right? I think I, you, I think you're right, but that's that's on them, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Which one do you like least? That's what yeah. we're gonna have to say. Yeah. Um. So last one here. Or, or we could do the tournament, the best of the worst Marvel movies. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, we can do that. Yeah. Call it that. I don't care. Um, oh, damn. So let me go through a list here. I have a full list on my uh, on my phone here of Marvel movies. Let's find it. List of Marvel. I know there was another one that I just did not like. So we have uh, Phase 1 is Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, The Avengers. Phase 2 is Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man. Phase 3 is Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, which that one I think belongs there. That wasn't very good. Black Panther? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Oh, no, that that should be on one of the best movie lists. Really? You yeah. think so? I, I love that movie. I wasn't a fan. Um, the Avengers, The Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Let's put, Black, let's put Black Widow on there. That belongs on there, I think. And I didn't think that one was horrible. It just wasn't the best. I, just, I, don't, I didn't even watch it. I just have no interest in it. All right. So, boy, this is going to be a doozy of a tournament, man. Yeah. I think it'll be, I th- I think it'll be fun. I, I think it's always fun to find out what's the worst. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. It's such a weird, eclectic group of movies because, like, Avengers will probably win because it's the Avengers, but I don't think that's what you're going for. <laughs> it don't matter to me. I mean, yeah. if Avengers wins the worst movie, they win. Well, but I mean, I, I think like if they people are going to choose Avengers over Eternals, even though Eternals is way worse of a movie. <laughs> right. So yeah, leave it to big underscore bang to confuse the audience. <laughs> hey, it ain't my fault. <laughs> it's their fault for getting confused. All right. And then we got to shout out some of our podcast buddies. Of course, uh, the fully posable wrestling figure podcast are dropping uh, shows every Sunday, and of course, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. We got Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, dropping sports podcast watch-alongs, all kinds of great stuff over there. Mm-hmm. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, the Ringside Rant with RJ, the Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson, and the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I, I'm finally listening to episode one. Yeah. Good intro song, by the way. I did do I did do an intro song. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very good stuff. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I enjoy them breaking it down. I, you know, I was, uh, I, I comment, Drew tweeted about it and I commented, like, I'm super far behind because I'm like kind of working on music, but I, I'm super excited for them to have a podcast and uh, I can't wait to get a chance to listen to it. Oh, it's great stuff. It's absolutely great stuff. Uh, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Pencil and his wife, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. The Trivia with Buds Podcast with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And, of course, don't forget about his amazing chop shop over there. Yep. 
pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And um, finally, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast, talking horror films with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt. Great stuff. I want to go back to Tales from the Estate real quick. They ju- they just released their episode last week, and they were talking about top five uh, pop tarts. Yeah. What do you what do you, you big pop tart guy? Big pop tart guy. What's your favorite? So I feel like the go to for my youth was frosted strawberry. Okay, and it's good. It's not bad. It's it'd be it's a low. My, on, it's not my favorite, but it's it, it's a good go to. It'd be low on the top five. I feel like it makes the top five, but it's low on the top five for me. I love the new cinnamon roll flavor. Fantastic. Is that the one where they just drizzle the icing on there? It's not like a coating. Correct. See, I I like that. I wish it was the full coating though. Mm. If it was the full coating of icing, I feel like it'd be better. Underrated wildberry. See, I'm not a big wildberry guy. Oh, so good. They used to have watermelon back in the day. Ooh, I don't know about that. It was very tasty. Was it? Have you had the Fruit Loops one? I have not had the Fruit Loops one. <laughs> it tastes like Fruit Loops, which is really weird. They ought to do the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one. Yeah, they should. Because CTC yeah. for life. Yeah, that'd be a good, good yeah. Pop-Tart. Yeah. You know what they should do is a Honey Bunches of Oats or like a Raisin Bran. Because that's the cereals you I like. Would, I would be actually all about that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no one would eat that a shit. Little bit, a little bit of you know the icing and then a little bit of granola sprinkled on top. My God, that'd be hella good. Um. I'm trying to think. I, I know, uh, like the brown sugar one, cinnamon. Brown oh. sugar cinnamon is my my one favorite. That one I know gets a lot of love. I know people mention s'mores. I don't think I've had that one. S'mores is really good too. It's a so it's it's got the the chocolate icing on top, and then on the inside, it's got chocolate on the sides, marshmallow down the middle. Oh, okay. For the for the inside, it, it is really good, and like it's kind of like a graham cracker uh, bread okay. breading crust or whatever you call it. That's probably not bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. You know, at that that's one I actually do like to warm up a little bit. Like sure. I don't like it toasted, toasted, but just warmed up a little bit. Sure, it's really good. Uh, let's see. I actually like the cherry one. I don't get that often, but when I've had it, it's been good. Yep. That's kind of been a forced one because I'm like at work and I want some pop tarts, and they have like the single ones. Yeah. They got cherry and strawberries. I'm like, yeah, let's be adventurous. Let's get cherry. Okay. Um, I can't think if there's any more. What about you? What's your top five? Brown sugar cinnamon's definitely number one. Uh, s'mores will probably be number two. Um, strawberry. I don't really know if it's three or four. Another one that is really good, and I'm having trouble thinking of what it is. Um, I want to say it's like chocolate birthday cake or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but I don't it's. Know if I've had that. I know. I don't, like I don't even hot, know. Don't, they have a hot fudge sundae. That's the one I'm thinking of. Hot fudge sundae. I don't that think one, I've had it though. That one's a really good one too. The kids really like that, and I'll steal one every now and then. They're doing like a lot of weird flavors these days. But that one makes a little bit more sense than some of these fruity ones that they do. Sure. Uh, I feel like that one actually makes a lot of sense. The cinnamon roll one, I feel like, oh, does belong on there. The one I, I had the other day, actually, it's been a while, but a few years ago, there was a seasonal one. They had pumpkin pie. I don't think I could do that. Oh, dude, so good. I'm, I, I'm not a pumpkin pie guy. Dude, pumpkin pie is the best. They made a pecan pie. Damn, damn, Skippy. They could, but no one would eat it. I would. <laughs> I'd buy the stock. No, you wouldn't. I absolutely would. Bull. If they said, hey, Big underscore Bane, we made pecan pie Pop-Tarts strictly for you, I'd be like, how much? I'll write a check. Don't cash it for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, me move some funds around. Let me move some monies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, Pop Tarts has you know always got some great flavors. Um, I don't know; it's one of my. It's been a go-to breakfast of mine because I have to get up so early. Yeah, that um, you know I can just grab a bag. And I, and I mentioned this in a tweet because they were talking about what's better, Pop Tarts or toaster strudels. Mm-hmm. I think taste-wise, it's toaster strudels one hundred percent. But Pop Tarts are more convenient, right? Because well, yes. Pop Tarts you can eat warmed up, toasted, or just right out of the bag, and they're yeah. fine. Toaster strudels you have to heat them up. Well, but not only that, they have to be toasted. Have you ever tried to microwave them? Oh, yeah, not good. Not good. No. So it has to be toasted. And yeah. I learned that because my toaster broke somehow. And um, I had a really cool Batman toaster my mom bought me. And it broke? Yeah, it broke. It, like, it won't stay down. So ah, I'm like, well, that Spring sucks. broke. Something. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that sucks. My mom, mom's like, well, you just get a new toaster. I'm like, yeah, but I can't get a new Batman toaster. Right. Like, I mean, I don't even know where to go. The Batman store. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, toaster strudels are very good. But. And I, I voted for toaster strudels on that poll. But Pop-Tarts are really more convenient. They do have Cinnamon Toast Crunch Toaster Strudels at Walmart. I'd be all about that. They are pretty dang good. Dang gum. They are pretty dang good. Um, of course, check out our other uh, podcast that we do. You know, it's Fake Right every Monday. No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Usually comes out on Tuesday. They're currently on hiatus, which is why Bane's in a chipper mood. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, the TV Toy Cast with me and Travis Fowler dropping every Thursday. 
And then, of course, all of Bane's music you can find on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. In fact, you put mm-hmm. a little teaser out there. You're releasing some stuff uh, probably in the future soon. I don't know when it will be, but yeah, you're I don't working e- on it. I don't either. I'm definitely working on it. I've got um, four songs written, two songs recorded and mixed. Uh, the total is going to be six. So we'll, uh, we're, we're, we're moving right along, you know, so we'll see what happens. Very cool. And then, of course, if you have a beard or know someone that has a beard, check out Outsiders Beard Co. Get you some beard balm or beard oil. Make the beard or stash look very nice. Damn right. And then all of our T-shirts can be found at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, or Whatamaneuver.net. Uh, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TV Toycast, Fully Posable, um, Doing the Favor, the PPW Podcast, Tales from the Estate, and the Marbles has a shirt store now as well. I need to grab yep. that shirt. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think who else has one. Uh I think them everything ringside rant does i think dobro has a store and i think mm-hmm. uh, gbm has a store as well so check out all those shirt stores over at whatamaneuver.net absolutely anything else man that's it thank you guys for checking out breaker and bane's power hour i'm brian breaker i'm bane we'll see you guys in seven days peace easy yeah one more time <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Dope pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.